Friends, we got a very interesting chapter today, and it contains a lesson uh, for all of us. The lesson I call the Gibeonite Principle. And so this chapter deals with uh, Israel and a group called the Gibeonites, who um, the Gibeonites made a treaty with Israel against the, the will of the Lord by using a deception. And so let me read the chapter, and then we can discuss the Gibeonite principle after we, we finish. So Joshua chapter 9. Now when all the kings west of the Jordan heard about these things, the kings in the hill country, in the western foothills, and along the entire coast of the Mediterranean Sea, as far as Lebanon, the kings of the Hittites, Amorites, Canaanites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites, they came together to wage war against Joshua and Israel. However, when the people of Gibeon heard what Joshua had done to Jericho and Ai, they resorted to a ruse. They went as a delegation whose donkeys were loaded with worn-out sacks and old wineskins cracked and mended. They put worn and patched sandals on their feet and wore old clothes. All the bread of their food supply was dry and moldy. Then they went to Joshua in the camp at Gilgal and said to him and the Israelites, We've come from a distant country. Make a treaty with us. The Israelites said to the Hivites, But perhaps you live near us. How can we make a treaty with you? We are your servants, they said to Joshua. But Joshua asked, Who are you and where do you come from? They answered, Your servants have come from a very distant country because of the fame of the Lord your God. For we have heard reports of him and all that he did in Egypt and all that he did to the two kings of the Amorites east of the Jordan, Sion, king of Heshbon, and Og, the king of Bashan, who reigned in Ashtoreth. And our elders and all of those living in our country said to us, Take provisions for your journey, go and meet them and say to them, We are your servants, make a treaty with us. This bread of ours was warm when we packed it at home on the day we left to come to you. But now see how dry and moldy it is. And these wineskins that we filled were new. But see how cracked they are. And our clothes and sandals are worn out by the very long travel. The Israelites sampled the provisions, but they did not inquire of the Lord. Then Joshua made a treaty of peace with them to let them live, and the leaders of the assembly ratified it by an oath. Three days after they made the treaty with the Gibeonites, the Israelites heard that they were neighbors living very near them. So the Israelites set out, and on the third day they came to their cities, Gibeon, Kephra, Beroth, and Kirath-Jerim. But the Israelites did not attack them because the leaders of the assembly had sworn an oath to them by the Lord, the God of Israel. The whole assembly grumbled against the leaders, but all of the leaders answered, We have given them our oath by the Lord, the God of Israel, and we cannot touch them now. This is what we will do to them. We'll let them live so that God's wrath will not fall on us for breaking the oath we swore to them. They continued, Let them live, but let them be woodcutters and water carriers in the service of the whole assembly. So the leader's promise to them was kept. Then Joshua summoned the Gibeonites and said, Why did you deceive us by saying we live a long way from you, while actually you live very near us? 
You're now under a curse. You will never be released from service as woodcutters and water carriers for the house of my God. They answered Joshua, Your servants were clearly told how the Lord your God had commanded his servant Moses to give you the whole land and to wipe out all of its inhabitants from before you. So we feared for our lives because of you, and that is why we did this. We are now in your hands. Do to us whatever seems good and right to you. So Joshua saved them from the Israelites, and they did not kill them. That day he made the Gibeonites woodcutters and water carriers for the assembly to provide for the needs of the altar of the Lord at the place the Lord would choose. And that is what they are to this very day. Now, this chapter contains some nuances, and um, I want to just kind of recap the chapter first, and then we'll talk about the nuances, and we'll talk about this Gibeonite principle that I mentioned. So first, all the kings of the land were in terror of the Jews because of what had happened to the city of Jericho and the conquest of the city of Ai, the utter destruction of these two cities. And so word had spread among all the all the inhabitants of what would be the land of Israel at that time were the land of Canaan. And among those inhabitants was a group that the Bible identifies as the people of Gibeon. And so these people of Gibeon had heard what was going down with with the Jews coming into the land and their God was God and the river Jordan parting and the, uh, the cities being utterly destroyed by unusual means with the Lord's divine intervention. And they were terrified. So they said, we've got to come up with some way to make a treaty with these people. And yet they've pledged not to make a treaty with anybody. So let's read verse three. When the people of Gibeon heard what Joshua had done at Jericho and Ai, they resorted to a ruse. They went as a delegation whose donkeys were loaded with worn out sacks and old wineskins cracked and mended. They put worn and patched sandals on their feet and wore old clothes. All the bread of their food supply was dry and moldy. And then they came to Joshua and they said, we've come from a distant country to make a treaty with you. And so this ruse, they presented evidence that they had traveled a great distance. The evidence was um, worn out sacks, old wineskins, cracked and mended, worn out sandals, worn out clothes, and a moldy bread supply. These things um, in the natural looked like they were very old and that they had indeed traveled from a far distance. And so the verse 14, we read, the Israelites uh, looked at their provisions, but they did not inquire of the Lord. Now, friends, that's the key point here. They, they looked at the evidence. They heard the words of these people, but they didn't inquire of the Lord. And so Joshua made a peace treaty with them, and they swore an oath to God to live by this treaty. And so Joshua, when he found out they were near neighbors, he said, we'll let them live so that God's wrath doesn't fall on us for breaking our oath. And then they they made them live as servants, woodcutters and water carriers. That was their job from that point forward. But they did, in fact, make a treaty with them, and they did, in fact, decide to protect them and to, to kind of incorporate them into um, this land that they were entering into. They had a covenant relationship with the Gibeonites. Later, by the way, King Saul would break this agreement and kill some of them, and some of Saul's sons were executed because King Saul broke the treaty. But the Gibeonite principle, what is the Gibeonite principle? You remember 
the Israelites looked at all of the evidence. They looked at the worn out sacks, the old wineskins, the worn out sandals, old clothes, the moldy food and all that. And they said, surely these people have come from far away. Therefore, we can make a, a peace treaty with them. But what they saw with their natural eyes was not the real story. And verse 14 says, they looked in the natural, but they did not inquire of the Lord. So what's the principle? Never trust your eyes alone. Always pray. You know, friends, um, what happens is we begin to see things that look familiar to us and we go, I don't have to ask the Lord. I know what to do in this situation. But you should always check in with heaven, especially on major issues, because the evidence that you're seeing could be some kind of clever deception. The Gibeonites pretended to come from far away seeking a peace treaty with the Jews, and they got away with it. They resorted to a ruse. They got away with it, and the the Jewish people bought it. Joshua himself bought it. But the Bible says they did not inquire of the Lord. That's why they were deceived. So never, never just trust in your own eyes alone. Always pray before making an important decision. That's the principle. So, Lord, we recognize that these words were written down not just merely as history, although it was history, but this was to teach us about the Gibeonite deception and the Gibeonite principle. Lord, may we be among those who don't trust in our eyes alone, but we always pray, seeking guidance from heaven. Lord, we love you. We bless you. We thank you now in Jesus' name. Amen.